This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I could have dated your mom. How about that? Cuckachoo, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> and Beth West. Uh, maybe I snuck a sip of like one of my mom's friends in the 80s when I was young, but never again after it's that. Class is in. Happy New Year, Happy ladies New and gentlemen. Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2013. Is it just like a bad year because it's 13? 13. Does 13 just eh. make it a bad year? This is, is this know. the year? That, have we gone off the fiscal cliff now and we're just, it's all over? <laughs> is it, am I continuing to fall? Is my checkbook just a consistent <laughs> drop? Is it going to hit with a thud at the bottom of it? Nothing so, like starting the new year off, right? Yeah, with a sure. nice, cheery Don't financial blame, meltdown. Yeah. Don't blame me. I voted for Eddie Van Halen. So, <laughs> hey, my name is Joe Burns. Who I'm are you? It's uh, it's the first show of the year, and uh, if you're a follower of Rock School at all, what we do for the first two shows of the year are anniversary runs. Now, here's the basic concept. This is year 2013. If you go back 60 years, you get the year 1953. Thus, everything that happened in 1953... This is the The 60th 60th. anniversary, Mm -hmm. right? If you go back 50 years, you get 1963. Nice basic math skills. You got it. (laughs) Go back 1973, 40-year anniversary. So what we're going to do is give you all this information, the first two shows of the year, so that all year long you can spit this stuff out or you know it already. Cocktail party conversation in the can. I am smarter than the average bear right up front. So... Let's go back 60 years and talk about music things that occurred on these dates so you will be able to say, I knew these things, or you can actually spit them out. It's 1953. What happened? Well, Peter Pan premiered. The first James Bond novel is popped out. What is it? Do you know it, librarian? Oh, uh, Golden Eye. Uh, Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Shoot. Yeah. Sir Edmund Hillary reaches the top of Mount Everest. Why? Because it was there, apparently. The first uh, Corvair rolls off the assembly line. That was my first car. Was by it? By the way, it was. Unsafe at any speed. <laughs> and the first Playboy magazine is published with Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. as centerfold. Guess how much it cost? How much? Five cents. Fifty cents. Fifty cents. Well, nudity is pretty. Gosh, knows. All right. Let's start talking about music things. In April of 1953, Hound Dog 
by Big Mama Thornton spends its first week at the top of the chart. Not only is it a number one by an African-American, it is a number one by a female African-American. Mm-hmm. Unheard of before this in the world of rock and roll. Now, why do we care? WDIA Memphis DJ Rufus Thomas. Now, WDIA is an African-American-owned radio station in Memphis, Tennessee. Many people believe this is where the world of scream jocks come from. Is it? Right. This is the radio station that started the concept of the rock and roll jock. This is where it began. Was it? Yeah, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Rufus Thomas creates a song called Bearcat. It is an answer song to Big Mama Thornton. <laughs> this was big back then. Yeah. She writes a song, yeah. you write a song. It's an answer song. Okay, Bearcat. So what? It goes to number 18. The big thing is, it's the first hit for a brand new record label. First to ever chart. You may have heard of the label. Sun Records. Oh. Uh, They're about to bring us Johnny Cash. Yes, they are. They're about to bring us Jerry Lee Lewis. And somebody you may have heard of. Maybe. Somebody. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yes. So with Rufus Thomas answering Big Mama Thornton, Sun Records in 1953 nice. comes to the map. Have you ever been to Sun Records yes, in Memphis? Yes, ma'am, I have. And I did what Bob Dylan did. I got down on my knees and I kissed the floor. Did you? It was gross. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty gross because they is. let you sing or they let you hold the microphone that Elvis sang into. I did. I did too. And I did. Here's Bearcat on Rock School. You know what you said about me, don't you, woman? Well, you ain't nothing but a Bearcat kid. But I ain't gonna rub you no more. WDIA Memphis DJ Rufus Thomas. And if you're looking for it, look it up as Rufus Hound Dog Jr. I love that he owned the Hound Dog. Yeah, well, he should. It was an answer song. <laughs> Bearcat here on Rock School. Once more from 1953. 60th anniversary of all of this stuff. VJ Records. What are you, 12? Yes. VJ, yeah, okay. <laughs> VJ Records is formed by Vivian, her nickname, V, and her husband, Jay Bracken. They uh, come into existence with their first single by the Spaniels, a Philadelphia group, Baby, It's You. And one of the major first rock and roll labels comes into existence. Jerry Wexler. He is a writer, and in an essay written for the Saturday Review of Literature, he suggests that the unpopular phrase, race records, should be gotten rid of. Race records is not good. No, and I think that it was actually an improvement over what... I traditionally black recordings had been before that too. So if you can imagine what was used before, how, how yeah. far we've come. <laughs> yes. Do you remember the term he used to get rid of race records? Um, it's, well, it's either soul or R and B. R and B. Okay. R and B. Uh, Billboard magazine begins using it, and it becomes industry practice after that. Essex Records in May decides. Oh, Philly. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, 
nice. Remember that little one. Saw it on the internet at some point. Essex Records (laughs) enters into the rock world after having been mainly a classical and easy listening label when they decide to take this little heavy set country crooner and his backup band, Bill Haley and the Comets, and say, why don't you put out a rock song? And they went, okay. And no, it wasn't rock around the clock. What Essex did was decide to get into the rock and roll world and release Crazy Man Crazy. So that's That's the one that really brought Bill Haley and the uh, Comets around. But everybody knows them from Rock Around the Clock. It's an easy to remember name. And it has the word rock in it. It does. But the first time you hear from Bill Haley and the Comets, Essex Record goes to number 15. Crazy Man Crazy. Here from Rock School. Crazy Man Crazy. Crazy Man Crazy. All right, it's 1953 as we talk about all these things that happened 60 years ago as we're starting the year 2013. Uh, How's your uh, your New Year's resolutions going? Have you said the heck with them yet? Oh, yeah. Good. So have I. A good 12 hours after I. I don't really do the New Year's resolution thing, but. I was going to cut down on my drinking. Oh, yeah? I toasted it. I said, well, that was enough of that. All right. Rufus Thomas. Do you have any idea who Rufus Thomas was before before today? today. No. No. Okay. VJ Records. You know VJ Records before today? Beautiful. Jerry Wexler. Have you heard the name before? Nope. Okay. Now, Essex Records. You knew them. Right. And you also knew Behind the Comets. Yes. Great. Let's see if I can't give you another name you might actually know. (laughs) On July 18th of 1953... An unknown truck driver by the name of, can you do it? Truck driver? Truck driver. Conway Twitty? Elvis Presley <laughs> drops by the Memphis. He was a Memphis, truck driver? He was. He was a truck driver. I didn't know he was yep. a truck driver. He drops by the Memphis Recording Service to record a couple of songs for his mom. A woman by the name of Marion Kiesker accepts $3.95, and Elvis Presley sings My Happiness. And that's when your heartache begins. Keesker states that she discovered Elvis and, of course, Phillips. Sam yeah, Phillips, right. Say, say, oh, that's not the case. He was uh, president of session. And, uh, he, uh, he found <laughs> I've definitely Elvis. heard this sure, story before. Back and forth and back and forth. In reality, the story goes that Keesker heard the songs and said, this kid's pretty good. Yeah. You should sign this kid. And kept saying to Sam Phillips, you got to hire him. You got to hire him. You got to hire him. You got to. And it just didn't happen. The recording place where he showed up, it was kind of, it was like a, just a for hire kind of, oh, look, I'm going to make a present for my mom. Right. Anybody could Anybody go could there. walk in, pay sure. a little few bucks. And it's almost like a karaoke booth thing exactly at an amusement park. That. A track would play. You would sing over top of it. Yeah. And they would cut it to an acetate disc. Here you go, kid. Go on, get lost. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah, something a mother would love. Sure. And Elvis came in, and it was one of those where she probably had listened to 10 really horrible oh, I'm sure. people <laughs> who couldn't hold a tune if it was written on a rock and they had a bucket and all of a sudden in came this kid whoa whoa this kid's good that's not bad and finally the kid was brought back in and turned into elvis presley so that's the big one from 1953 oh yeah on july 18th elvis shows up sings those two songs my happiness that's when your heartache begins and becomes elvis so Let's play an Elvis Presley. It's good rockin' tonight. Sounds like this. I'm well, not Well, I heard the news. That's good to rockin' tonight. What for rockin' rock? Well, let's rock. 
Okay, 1953, done. 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 We're done with that. Now, there's more. Move on. But nothing really huge happened. Right. Well, yeah, once know. Elvis is discovered, that's, sure, that's, everything else kind of doesn't hold a candle. That's the monster. Let's move up 10 years. Let's go to 1963. Everything we're going to talk about in 1963 is the 50th anniversary of These Things Happen. Ready? General Hospital debuts on CBS. Wow, oh, yeah. Right. By the way, General Hospital, the show that was playing when Kennedy was assassinated and was broken into. First time television really? had ever had broken, broken into broken a show. Into. That's right. Uh, tab Cola is thrust upon the country. <laughs> Do you ever drink a tab? Uh, maybe I snuck a sip of like one of my mom's friends oh, in God. the 80s when I was young, but never again after it's, that. Its big selling point was that it didn't have any salt in it. Oh, was that? that it's was big its, selling it was point? diet, but what set it apart from all the other diets was no salt, no, salt. no sodium. Oh. Yuck. <laughs> uh, zip codes are introduced into the U.S. Uh, King gave his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. on that date, and President Kennedy, of course, is assassinated. Let's get into it very quickly. On January 13th, a brand new group that no one really knew, the Beatles... Perform, who? yeah. Who are they? <laughs> what are they? They perform for a national UK audience. We're in Britain, right? Not of course, here, not yet. For the first time, at the bottom of a seven-act bill, the show is called "Thank Your Lucky Stars." It's for brand new artists to go. You know, right. well, we'll give you a try, kid. A, go a ahead, chance. Seven groups are thought to be better than these four goofballs from <laughs> Liverpool. They're at the bottom of it all. They perform their song, which really isn't expected to do much because it's just entered the charts and it's only at number 45. What song is that? Please Please Me. Oh, yeah, that didn't do well it at goes, all. <laughs> you know, it, it goes on to do okay. Just do okay. Ladies I really, and I really have to know who the other bands were now, the I names of the other bands. I'm going to look that up. Go ahead, because I, I am gonna look searched that up. for it. You I did? Ser- I've got the date. I've got the show. If you can find it, you what was are the a name? researcher. I will give it to you on the break. Okay. The song is two minutes exactly. Ready? Go. <laughs> Two minutes. You took a shot at it. You, I tried. Uh, you found the show all over Hex Half Acre. Yeah. I have an idea now, though. I think that might work later, but it might take a little bit more time. And you were doing all this on a smartphone. That's yeah. the thing. If you'd, if you'd have had like uh, IBM's Big Blue in front of you, you might be yeah. able to find it. Yeah. It's just, it, it, I looked and I couldn't find the lineup. It's one of those things that it's, it's a footnote in history. It is. The fact that the Beatles were there. Makes is, you think that the information is out there somewhere. And of course, like the, the internet, I know everybody's like this, or most people are. The internet makes me feel like every bit of information is out there somewhere. And you I just guarantee have to find it, it is. I guarantee it is. It's just it's going to take you a little longer to find it. Yeah. However, just watching you look for it, you have access to databases I didn't know existed. <laughs> I, honest to goodness, when you turn on your computer in the morning, does it say, greetings, Professor Falcon, shall we play a game? It's insane. Let me tell you a couple other things that happened in 1963 that we won't be playing, obviously. February 11th, Jerry and the Pacemakers, who were sort of the big thing at the time, mm-hmm. 
They take two days off recording at Abbey Road Studios, and this little-known group called The Beatles decides... Oh, them again? We'll take these two days, and they come in, and they record the remainder of the album, Please Please Me. It's recorded in, dig this, 10 hours total. <gasps> wow. Which, it's mono. Yeah, it's... Set yeah. up the instruments and go, Just kids. Go. Are all the ones from 1963 about The Beatles? <laughs> A lot of them. really is. The very last song recorded, Twist and Shout, Lennon says he'll never be able to recreate it because he had a bad cold that day. Oh. So he sounded that way because of that. March 5th, speaking of our last show, people who passed away, Patsy Cline, Hackshaw Hawkins, and Cowboy Copas are killed in their Piper Comanche, piloted by Copas' son-in-law and Cline's manager, Randy Hughes, when it crashes near Camden, Tennessee, after stopping for fuel. See, when I do this show, I get the feeling, while I'm watching one of these late nights news shows uh-huh. and they do those kicker stories you know it right. was 50 years ago today that's going to show up yeah i Patsy think Klein so is going to show yeah. up yeah in march of that year motown signs this brand new group and they call themselves the four tops hmm. so there who's listening to us kscl in shreveport that's right welcome and klsu they listen to us all the time get us on facebook search rock school radio show and like us you really like us when we get back we're going to talk to you about the first time a young record executive by the name of Quincy Jones has success. Now, Quincy Jones has, I think, more Grammys than anyone he in the world of rock. Built an igloo, a giant igloo <laughs> out of Grammys. <laughs> and whatever other award. He has to duck every day because somebody throws another award at him. But he had to have success first somewhere. Right. He and started I somewhere. I have that. I have that next right here on Excellent. Rock School. You are not going to believe this. <laughs> Guess who found it? It's not It's not a radio now, trick. How did I you actually... find it? How did you find it? Uh, now, let me tell you what she found. She found the Beatles' performance on Thank You, Lucky Stars. You right. didn't find it by searching Beatles. No, What'd you find? No, that's, that's a... It's like a you have to be flexible when you're looking for things because I'm looking for the lineup of that date and maybe it's not going to be anywhere where it's talking about the Beatles because all people care about is the Beatles right there. So I have to go somewhere. I have to look for the show itself and then find the episode and somewhere somebody has amassed the... Uh, people who were on that episode of the show. So who performed? Well, first of all, you even have who is the MC? The host is named Brian Matthew. Oh, him. Yeah, that who guy. Is, Chris man. Barber's jazz band. Okay. Um, the Brooke Brothers. They played on top of the Beatles, yeah. Oh, yeah. Petula Clark. With, well, see, okay. She was big, yeah. Pat Clark was big. Pat Clark. Um, Frankie Vaughn. Frankie Vaughn performed, okay. And uh, some people who may have been Alma Cogan. Can't help you. David Macbeth. Can't help you. Mark Winter. Can't help you. It's possible those people were all just involved for with the show, so it, it may have been that they were some kind of uh, co-host or something. Um, okay, so Pet Clark is really the monster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then, I mean, most a lot of people have heard of Frankie Vaughn. Too. Yes. Well, God, you've impressed me. You've impressed me. Thank to know you. Yeah. You want to you stay on the show for a little while? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> All right, let's stay on 1963. That was impressive. And you did that on a smartphone yes. that is in a Hello Kitty rubber yes, covering. Yes, it is. Oh, One man. of our graduate assistants gave it to Isn't me. Isn't that adorable? All right, here's some things that happened in 1963. Graham Nash and Alan Clark officially form the Hollies. 
Uh, Otis Redding completes his first recording session at Stax. And Quincy Jones gets his first hit when he he was an A&R man to begin with. Which okay, meant yeah. he went out and found mm-hmm. talent. The company hires him and says, go, go find us people who will record and be successful. He finds this 16-year-old prodigy named Leslie Gore and she cuts a hit called It's My Party. Oh, yeah. That's the first Everybody success knows that for Quincy song. Jones. I never, I never knew that was Quincy Jones. Of all his jazz, of all Michael Jackson, of We Are the World, of right, all his yeah. phenomenal success, It's My Party. I think his biggest his success, hit. though, is Rashida Jones. I don't she doubt that. She is gorgeous. Yes, she is. <laughs> I'll buy that. But back in 63, this is where it all started, and it sounds like this on Rascal. Let's wrap up 1963 and uh, play one more song for you and then get into 73 because we're going to wrap up this show with 1973. Let me tell you some more things that happened. Beach Boys trademarked their sound by releasing Little Deuce Coop and Surfer Girl, and people then know who the Beach Boys are. Uh, in August, Beatles perform at the Cavern Club for the first time. Where is that? In Cavern, in, no, no, it's in uh, uh, Liverpool. Oh, in Liverpool. Oh, oh Liverpool. right. I've seen pictures of it because it looks like a cavern. <laughs> oh, yeah. And believe me, once you got in there, it was a cavern, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, little Stevie Wonder becomes the youngest person to have a number one hit with Fingertips Part 2. Mm-hmm. He stays the youngest person until, I think, Locomotion comes out. And then Little Eva becomes the youngest woman to have a number one hit. But he but holds the record total youngest total, person. Total, right. right. She's the youngest At woman that point and- in time. Uh, d- 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 we're going to finish with the Rolling Stones on here. The Daily Mirror on October 15th uses the term Beatlemania for the first time. On November 23rd, uh, Phil Spector releases A Christmas Gift for You. I oh, threw that in yeah, because of the that's... other one. And on December 14th, the Beatles break literally every sales record ever posted in the UK with I Want to Hold Your Hand. Now, Remember what year we're in here. Right, okay. This is 63, 63, right? Today, this would mean nothing. Well, yeah, but... We're in 63. Advanced sales for the single are 940,000. For the second week, 1.5 million. I would love to know how much each... Each one cost? Each copy cost. I have no idea. You know, when somebody says, if I could time travel, I would buy this, I would buy this, I would go back to 1963, 1964. Uh I would pick a piece of every, because there was Beatles everything. Oh, yeah. I would pick a a Beatles everything Uh off the shelf. Literally everything. Bring it back and retire. Eventually, 14 million of that single was done. Now, we'll end 1963 with the Rolling Stones. They had to go on tour for the first time. Yes, mm-hmm. they're celebrating 50 years. Yes, yes, yes that's Rolling true. Rolling Stones begin their first tour in the UK in support of Bo Diddley and the headliners. Of course, the Stones, they're they are supporting, and Bo Diddley is supporting. Ready? The Everly Brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was a bad pick. Oh, that's so strange to think that those three go together. No, they and if don't. you could have gone back and seen that show and like looked forward 50 years. Yeah. The 50 year show and the grizzle. Yeah, just... but you know, it, it, apparently it worked. Who knows? It did work. They're still going. Here are the Rolling Stones. I just want to make a buck. Yo, here on Rockstar. I don't want you to be no slave. I don't want you. 
Hey, Beth. Hey, Joe. Welcome to 1973. <laughs> Are you alive yet? Not yet. What Five more born? years. 1978. 78. Okay. Well, you have any brothers and sisters? Were they alive yet? I'm the eldest. Are you really? My mom okay. was 13 I, in 1973. God, that's evil. Let's see. I was born in 64, <laughs> so I was nine. I could have dated your mom. How about that? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Robinson. All right. 1973, 40-year anniversary from this, the year 2013. All of a sudden, I was in trouble there mathematically. Here are the things that happened on this date. Now, you are a native New Orleanian. I am. You will remember this. Oh, yes. Mark Essex kills eight people at the Howard Johnson's Hotel in downtown New Orleans. Do you remember that? Well, I've never heard that before. You've never heard? Oh, it's a phenomenal story. I really haven't heard that before. Heard I it? have to go look it up. Mark Essex, look it up. He, he, A traffic ticket apparently set the kid off. Really? And he killed uh, eight people. He killed cops beforehand. They flew in. They flew in military helicopters I never to knew shoot this. at this guy. You know how like, everybody has these strange holes in their in knowledge? Their yeah, that's it's, <laughs> that's Mark apparently Essex, is you, one of them. You have to look up the, I am the story. I'm definitely going to look fantastic. that up. The last U.S. soldier leaves Vietnam. Watergate's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Haldeman and Ehrlichman resign in March. Agnew resigns in October. And dig this. The American Psychiatric Association votes to remove homosexuality from its Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. I had to write that down because it was 73. Yeah. yeah. Very good. They, Lovely. Eventually they got around to it. <laughs> we got to do something this year, fellas. All right. January 13th. Clapton's Welcome Back concert, the Rainbow concert, is thrown for him. Do you know what the Rainbow concert is? No. Clapton. I'm not afraid to say no. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Clapton puts himself into a self-induced heroin haze. He decides, I've had enough, and he goes away. He okay. just says, I've, I'm quitting everything, and I'm going to go away and become a heroin junkie and goes into this haze of heroin he defeats the heroin addiction comes back out and the stars that love him throw him this concert wow right it stars pete townsend ron wood steve winwood jim capaldi and a bunch of other people come along as well and this rainbow concert is sort of a welcome back to the world of music and, and the world of, of living right yes this heroin haze to Eric Clapton, and it was captured on tape and put out as the Rainbow Concert album. Excellent. It happened in January 1973, and it sounded like this. This is from the Rainbow Concert. This is After Midnight's Clapton on Rockstar. All right, second break here on Rock School, as we are in 1973, once again, 40-year anniversary of this brand new year, 2013. All right, Beth, let me tell you a couple things that went on. All right. Are you you a fan of Elvis Presley? Do you like Uh, Elvis Presley? Some songs. Well, I mean, I totally respect Elvis Presley. Sure. (laughs) Now, are you a I don't have a lot of his stuff on my iPod or anything. Young Elvis. The stuff that you have, are you young Elvis or older Elvis? Young. Okay. 
the older Elvis fans, what happened on January 14th in 1973 was sort of their Rosetta Stone. This was the Elvis Presley concert in Hawaii. Hawaii yeah. Right. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first worldwide telecast by an entertainer. I mean, more people watch this thing than... I believe it. Yeah, the Apollo moon landings. And I'm not saying that because people didn't care about the moon landings. There was more there was, media. Right. It in was the four available. years in that right. time, it had expanded. Right. Like, but, but like when people say that there are now more hits by Glee than there are by Elvis Presley, and there really are. Right. right. But it, it has nothing to do with the fact that Glee's more popular. It's just easier right, to have Right, of course. Hits it's much easier with to have downloading hits now. now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the big thing. March 1st, Pink Floyd releases Dark Side of the Moon. And. Getting high was never the same. See, I don't think they were that, you know, I know that's the thing, that well, Pink Floyd was a big dope I'm band. not talking about the band. I'm talking about the, the, that's, you know, the stereotype is that people right. smoke a lot and listen to Dark Side of the Moon somebody, and watch Wizard of Oz. <laughs> somebody listened to the Dark Side of the Moon album, blazed up and went, God, if somebody would just invent a laser light show, this would be beautiful. <laughs> Uh, March 23rd, here in this year, 1973, the Immigration and Nationalization Service uh, gives John Lennon an order to get out of the country in 60 days. Um, Lennon is just being picked on. Yeah. Well, he's being picked on. He's he's writing music and people are going against the government. And, and finally, on July 28th, we have more, but finally for this break, on July 28th, MCA holds a press conference and announces they found a new band and a new sound. It's a Southern rock group. You may have heard of them. Leonard Skinnerd, ladies and gentlemen. WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin is listening to us. I think somebody else is. Who do you got? Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Hello. Hi there. You wouldn't say hello, though. You would say Hola. there, see. See, research librarian. She looked it up on her smartphone. <laughs> yeah, I had, to go to, I had to Google Translate that one. <laughs> Back in a minute on Rock School. Staying in 1973 to wrap up this hour, I got time to play a couple more. In September of this year, Graham Parsons dies in a hotel room at the Joshua Tree Inn, Joshua Tree, California. Do you know what happened to Graham Parsons after he died? I I don't. I know. I I caught only half of your show on him. <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't hear the whole part where he was taken I, out and I have burned to drive. alive. I, yeah, I did miss that part. I have to drive east on my way home. So you lose the flamethrower radio station. <laughs> yeah. No, his body was stolen from LAX, taken back to Joshua Tree Park, and his manager and friend burnt it in a funeral pyre. All right. Yeah, see, there As you go. That's one way to go. His wish? Or... I think so. I think so. Uh, also on this date, David Bowie retired his onstage persona, Ziggy Stardust, in front of a shocked audience at the Hammersmith Odeon. I, you know, I, I get retiring it, but my assumption is he got tired of teasing up his hair and painting his face. Yeah, I think after, that would be tiring after, after a, a while. After a while, you just say, you know, I'll just perform for you, okay? Yeah. I gotta believe Kiss is much the same way. I think, yeah, you they know. tried it. We're taking off our makeup. And they tried it. It didn't work so well. Tired of doing it after a while. And on July 30th, Led Zeppelin plays Madison Square Garden for three nights in a row and are filmed for the movie The Song Remains the Same. And now the one, again, I said this earlier in the in the show, I think of things that you're going to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching you know, Channel 6 and they'll say, oh, and by the way, 40 years ago, I'll bet this one shows up. If nothing else, I subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, they'll do a... This is going to show up. Yeah. 
on March 29th, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show finally have their wish fulfilled when they appear on the cover of the Rolling Rolling Stone. Stone. Well, a drawing of them anyway, (laughs) after they record and release this song, Rock School. I don't believe it. Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, Sugar. Tell them who we are. Well, we big rock right up front, man. I can see it now. Put me on the front, smiling, man. Oh, beautiful. Okay, last break here on Rock School. We're going to wrap up 1973 and next week pick up 1983. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to remember that stuff. You're (laughs) alive. How old would you have been in 83? Five. Five. How much are you going to remember? Quite a bit. Oh, really? I think so. Overtly intelligent child, were you? Just a good memory. Quite articulate. <laughs> right. And see, in 83, I would have uh, I'd have just graduated high school. I'd have been a freshman in college. Nice. Uh, which means I'd have remembered nothing. <laughs> uh, in 1973, in July of that year, the Everly Brothers have that extremely public meltdown at Notberry's Farm. If you don't know the story, what happened was uh, their manager at the time, Bill Hollingshead was unhappy with Don's performance, Phil and Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil smashes his guitar in front of the audience and walks off. Don performs the third part of the set all by himself and then announces that the brothers died 10 years ago and then they don't perform again for another 11 years. Wow. Yeah, it was nasty and yeah. not good to watch. So. Sibling rivalries are always bad, but when it's in front of paying customers... Uh, on September of 1973, Don Kirshner's rock concert premieres. Did again, you you were probably too young, but it was one of the few times you could see live bands. And my friends and I would stay awake mm-hmm. and watch Don <laughs> Kirshner's rock concert. December 3rd, CBGB's opens up in Manhattan. Nice. In December, Slade's "Merry Christmas Everybody" hits the charts at number one and becomes the UK's biggest Christmas rock song to date. Uh, One more before we hit the song we're going to play. December 15th, the national audience finally gets to see Aerosmith for the first time as they perform their big hit Dream On, an American bandstand, and you had to know, you know, they really didn't fit on American Oh, yeah, (laughs) not at all. And here's the one we're going to go on. Jim Croce in September 20th, 1973, and Maury Muehlstein... And four others die in a plane crash, uh, meaning the end, of course, Jim Croce. A lot of his hits were posthumous. A lot of his sales were posthumous. Mm-hmm. Jim Croce dies in a plane crash September 20th. Do you have any idea in which state the plane in- crashed? Take a guess. You might be sitting in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. It was Louisiana? Yeah, it was a, uh, a, a group of pecan trees. The guy who was, was with them, uh, up in the boot, what happened was oh, okay. the guy who was flying the plane was he had a bad heart, and he was rushing to get to the plane. Oh, and my And when goodness. he got in the plane, they came down the runway, and it's believed, again, they were badly hurt during the plane crash, but it was believed he had a heart attack while taking off the plane <gasps> and never gained enough altitude to defeat the pecan trees and bang, right into the Oh, grove. my goodness. Yeah, how about that? So that wraps up 1973 on not such a good note, uh, but at least you but get a good to hear... song. Yeah, at least you get to hear Roller Derby Queen by Jim Croce. So next week, the second of a two-for show, we start with 1983. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. And that wraps it up. Class is dismissed. Gonna tell you a story that you 